Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, Trojan fans? Welcome to another episode of Believe in USC Basketball. I'm your host, Chris Penrose. What a weekend in USC hoops. My goodness. We had the Cal Bears and Stanford Cardinal coming into town at the Galen Center. Uh, First and foremost, big shout out to the fans, the students, everyone who showed up at the Galen Center on Thursday and Saturday nights. That place was rocking, especially on Saturday night for that huge game against Stanford for first place in the Pac-12. And we'll definitely get to that one as that was one of the most exciting basketball games I have ever seen live in my entire life. So first, let's recap the game against Cal. So Cal was coming in after a pretty big weekend, uh, sweeping the Washington schools up in the Bay Area. Uh, They're led by Matt Bradley, uh, who's been just scoring at will, uh, hitting big shot after big shot uh, for Cal this season. Although Cal still kind of recovering from uh, not so great preseason um, conference schedule. Uh, Brand new coach uh, who was at uh, Georgia, uh, his first year at Cal. Um, big game for USC. Obviously, uh, when it comes to conference, you got to win at home. Uh, when I played for Coach Floyd, he's always used to say that uh, during conference, uh, boys can win at home, but it takes men on the road, and you need to protect your home court. Uh, all the home games are must-wins. And then you make your money in the conference on the road. So very important homestand. Uh, Cal came in. Uh, you know, I, I think SC was really fired up after beating UCLA. Uh, they played a tremendous game against Cal and really just wore them out from the three-point line. Uh, you look at some of these stats. Jonah Matthews, 3 of 5 from the three. Daniel Utomi, 4 of 6. Uh, Elijah Weaver went 1 of 2 for the three. Max Paulo came off the bench. Uh, hit two threes. Isaiah Mobley hit two threes. Uh, Q came off the bench and hit a three. Even Kyle Sturdivant got in the mix and hit a three. SC was 14 of 23 from the three-point line. Uh, Not many teams are going to beat you when you shoot that well uh, from the three. Uh, Jonah Matthews, uh, one of his better all-around games, uh, went six to six from the free-throw line, had five rebounds, three assists. Uh, He was the leading scorer for SC at 19 points. Um, I'm really, really liking uh, Daniel Utomi starting. I think that was a big-time move by Enfield. Um, and I'm starting to see a little flow uh, with Enfield's substitution pattern uh, now that we're kind of getting into the 20s uh, in terms of games played. So I'm really liking the flow. He's not pulling guys as quickly and trying to figure out uh, which kind of uh, pieces to put together in the puzzle. I think he's really kind of solidified his starting lineup moving forward. Uh, with Utomi kind of in that shooting guard position, uh, and Elijah Weaver coming off the bench. It's always great when you have a guy like Elijah Weaver who you feel comfortable with him starting, and he can even come off the bench. You basically have uh, a solid bench player uh, that should be getting starting minutes um, when he's playing well. So to have that confidence with your bench uh, is very important. Um, Onyeko Kongwu bounced back from his game against UCLA. 4-9 4-9 from the field, 4-7 from the three-point line. He had 12 points, 8 rebounds. Didn't get his double-double, although he was close. But this one from the start uh, was really all SC. They ended up winning 88-56. to They were up 16 at halftime, um, beat them by another 16 in the second, and just rolled. 
over Cal. Cal looked like they did not even deserve to be on the same court as USC in that game. And then with Stanford beating UCLA uh, on Wednesday night, it's set up for a pretty unbelievable game, a game that USC hasn't really been in um, in a long time, which was to play for first place uh, in the conference. And I know it's a little goofy that I'm saying that. We're still very, very early on in the season. Um, Stanford came in at 4-0. SC was at 3-1. and And then with Colorado losing, uh, it really uh, basically paved the way for this game showing up for sole ownership for first place in the conference. So Stanford comes in on a Saturday night touting their undefeated conference record. And the game started... Both teams were pretty slow to begin with, and then I think basically at like the 10-minute mark, Stanford started to separate themselves a little bit, Uh, got the ball in the post to their big guy, Oscar Da Silva, who had a great game, Um, 21 points, 9 rebounds, went 9-13 from the field, um, and he hit a 3. Spencer Jones uh, was hitting all of his shots. Uh, He went 6-10 from the 3-point line. Uh, He only took threes. He was 6-10 from the field, 6-10 from the three-point line. He had 18 points. uh, And Stanford just kind of dominated. SC had no offensive flow. Uh, Their defense was very soft. And they went into halftime uh, down 20 points. Stanford was up 45-25. SC could not get anything going. Uh, Offensively, uh, they were shooting... What does it say here? They are shooting 36% from the field, 9 of 25 uh, they only took three threes. They missed them all. And free throws, uh, it's con- continuing to kind of creep up. 7 of 12 for 58%. Uh, and from what everyone's kind of saying, uh, Enfield was using some very colorful language in the locker room to get them all fired up. Uh, and the boys responded. Uh, they really did. They came out, uh, beat Stanford by 11 points in the first four minutes before the 16 minute media timeout uh they came firing back and as i was watching the game i kept on saying okay you know try to get this lead down to 12 points by the 12 minute media then try to get the lead down to eight points by the eight minute media and then by the four minute media it was a five point game uh and you could see stanford was on their heels they didn't have that confidence that they had in the first half sc really turned up their defensive pressure and it was one and out. Stanford wasn't getting any offensive rebounds in that second half. Jonah came alive with a bunch of threes. Onyeka was very strong down in the post. Uh, I thought Nick played very well for about three quarters of that uh, of that second half. Uh, he kind of faded in the end. But the last the last minute and a half was some of the craziest basketball I've ever seen. And if you didn't watch the game. I, I highly recommend you go up and you look at highlights because it was it was something it was one of the most memorable USC basketball moments I would say in USC basketball history for sure. So basically, SC's down five with about 15 seconds to go. Stanford has the ball uh, basically underneath underneath their basket on the sideline uh, across from the USC bench. The guy inbounds the ball. SC's playing great pressure defense. Ethan Anderson comes out of nowhere, tips the ball towards the baseline, grabs it, throws it behind his back. Jonah gets the ball, goes up, misses the layup, got fouled, but there was no call, and then Onyeka taps it in. So 
10 seconds left. SC's down three. Score 69 to 66. Just about 10 seconds left. Uh, Stanford has the ball directly underneath their basket. Dejan Davis has the ball. Uh, he tries to throw it long um, to a Stanford player who's breaking loose. Throws it very short. Jonah Matthews steals the ball. Takes it down. Passes it to Elijah Weaver who pump fakes. Puts the ball up. Gets fouled. Hits a three to tie the game. Seven seconds left. The place was unbelievable. It was so loud. And half the stadium started to leave when SC was down seven with a minute and a half to go. Everyone comes back. Everyone starts screaming. Elijah Weaver has a chance to win the game with seven seconds left at the free throw line. Unfortunately, he misses the free throw. Stanford gets the ball. Uh, Ethan Anderson blocks a three-point shot at the buzzer. And we go into overtime. I had a feeling once overtime started, it was going to be SC's game. Uh, Even though Stanford made the first basket in overtime, uh, you really felt like the momentum was on USC's side and something special was going to happen. Uh, I thought Jonah Matthews was, was very strong. He showed some great leadership. But it was Elijah Weaver. Of all people, it was Elijah Weaver who just rocked the overtime. Had seven points in OT. Had a big and one with about two and a half minutes ago that tied the game and then put SC up one. Uh, made all four of his free throws. Um, I just, he played with so much emotion, so much heart. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, Jonah Matthews hit a big three that really kind of put it over the top with about 40 seconds left. Uh, and once that three went down, the game was over. And you could see it in Stanford's eyes. Um, and you could see the fire and excitement in USC's eyes. And it, it was just, it's one for its one for the record books. If, if you love USC basketball, that's a game that you will remember forever. Absolutely incredible. SC takes uh, first place in the Pac-12, and it sets up uh, another huge opportunity for that team uh, going up to Oregon. So a couple stats I want to I mention. Onyeko Kongwu really balled out. 22 points, 9 rebounds, 6 of 7 from the free throw line. Uh, Jonah Matthews, 5 of 7 from the free throw line, hit two really big threes, but was 2 of 8 from three point line. He had 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Ethan Anderson, 5 assists, no turnovers. He had 11 points and one incredible steal that really helped USC push that thing into overtime. Uh, Nick Rakosevich, not his best game, went 0 of 7 from the field. He had 4.7 rebounds. Uh, kind of made some critical mistakes uh, in the last three minutes of regulation. Uh, I, I actually thought Coach Enfield should have left in Isaiah Mobley. I thought Mobley really helped that team uh, come roaring back. Um, I thought SC had a better chance with him on the floor than Nick. But I understand, you know, you go with leadership you can, and you go with your seniors uh, to try to close out the game. And that's what Coach Enfield did. Uh, Elijah Weaver, 17 minutes, 4 of 9 from the field. He went 1 of 5 from the 3, but hit that huge, huge 3. 4 of 5 from the free throw line. We know the one free throw he missed. He ended with 13 points, uh, 1 rebound, but he was was the man. He was the man. Uh, In the last minute of of regulation and then in overtime, he really propelled the Trojans uh, to that victory. I thought Isaiah Mobley gave great minutes in the second half. Uh, he went 4-6 from the free throw line. It's pretty exciting. Um, 
They shot 75% from the free throw line, 27 to 36. Um, you know, it's six to six from the free throw line in overtime when it really mattered. So that was encouraging. But now we're going to go up to Oregon. Uh, one of my favorite road trips it was the first road trip I went on as a freshman on the team. Uh, that's just such an incredible atmosphere. Uh, obviously, Oregon is ranked. Uh, they're led by Peyton Pritchard, the senior point guard. Uh, he's averaging about 19.5 points per game. Uh, he's really the engine of that team. Uh, other than that, uh, Chris Duarte, who's a junior, uh, he's averaging 13 points, five rebounds. SC's really going to have to keep him off the board. He gets a lot of offensive rebounds and putbacks. Uh, Anthony Mathis, who's a transfer from New Mexico, big-time sharpshooter. Uh, he's averaging eight points a game. He's got a ton of threes. He's got 41 threes. Uh, on the season. Peyton Pritchard has 49 threes on the season. Shakur uh, Justin, uh, he's a transfer from UNLV. Um, he's averaging seven and a half to eight points a game, uh, six and a half rebounds. You know, they start a, a bunch of, you know, juniors and seniors, uh, guys that have been there for a while, uh, a couple transfers. Um, they don't really have a solid starting lineup. They kind of piecemeal their starting lineups together. Uh, Dana Altman's a very good coach. They're tough at home, fifteen and four. I'm sorry, they're ten and zero at home. They're fifteen and four overall. Um, it's a tough place to win. Very tough place to win if you're the road team going up to Oregon. Uh, they have some. They have some big W's. They beat Memphis on a neutral court by like twenty points. Uh, beat Seton Hall by two points. No one knew how good Seton Hall was. You know they're a ranked team. Uh, played Gonzaga uh, very, very well. Lost to them 72-73 to in overtime. Uh, they went to Michigan was when Michigan was a top-five team. Beat them 71-70 to in OT. Uh, they're coming off a pretty emotional win against Washington at Washington where they were down 20-something points, uh, kind of similar to USC and Stanford. Came back, put into overtime, and then won by three. Huge opportunity for USC to go up there and get a win at Oregon. Now, I want to win all the games, right? You want to win all the games, especially the road games. But what you do, especially in the Pac-12, when you go up to the Oregons or the Washingtons or the Mountain Schools or the Arizonas, you the goal is to get a split. If you split on the road, that's what you're really pushing to do. If you can win two, then you're, then you're flying high. Uh, and you really want to win that first one. Because once you win that first one, you go into that Saturday game, or maybe it's a Sunday game, and you're playing real loose, and that helps you out a lot. So, uh, SC's going to have to really contain Peyton Pritchard. Uh, I'd imagine we'll see Jonah Matthews start out on him. Um, Ethan Anderson's going to be on him. You know Elijah Weaver's going to be on him. They're just going to throw guys at him. Uh, Got to keep him out of the paint. Uh, he wants to create drive and kick. Uh, Oregon's going to take a lot of threes. They're going to put the ball in transition. Uh, and they're a very good defensive team. They're a bunch of shot blockers. They're long. They're athletic. Oregon has a bunch of like six, eight, six, nine guys that are just long and can jump out of the gym and can hit a three-pointer every now and then. So uh, Oregon's going to go about eight or nine guys deep. That place is going to be on fire, and that's going to be really exciting to watch. Then on Saturday, USC goes to Oregon State, who's had a pretty up-and-down season. Uh, they're 12 and six overall, eight and one at home, uh, but they haven't really played anyone at home. Uh, you know, 
the guys that lead that team are the guys that we've seen year after year after year. They start uh, two seniors, three juniors. Uh, Trace, Trink- Trace Tinkle is their leading scorer. He's he's kind of their uh, their go-to guy, especially towards the end of the game. He's averaging 20 points and seven rebounds. Uh, obviously, his dad is the coach. Uh, Ethan Thompson, we've seen him year after year. Uh, 16 points, four rebounds. Uh, Kyler Kelly, another senior we've seen. Big guy, 11 points, uh, five rebounds a game. Uh, and then Zach uh, Reichel and Alfred Hollins kind of... Uh, round out their starting five. What's interesting about this team, those five guys I just talked about, 18 games played, 18 games started. So their starting lineup has not changed. In all 18 games, they've had the same starting five. Uh, Their bench is, in my opinion, rather soft. I think that's where they kind of get into trouble. Uh, They don't have a very strong bench. You look at their schedule and who they played, uh, Cal State, Northridge, they beat by 20. Iowa State, they beat by 6. At the beginning of the year, you kind of thought that was going to be a big win for them, a big marquee win. Uh, Ohio State hasn't been that good. Uh, same thing with Oklahoma. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma by 8. Uh, really not uh, not that big of a win. Oklahoma's been pretty down this year. Uh, Wyoming's awful. They beat them by 20. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, I mean... They just they did not really play anyone very strong. Uh, Texas A&M was kind of a uh, power five team that they were playing outside of the conference. They're not that great. They lost by 15. Um, and then you look at their big games uh, in the conference. It was kind of surprising. They, they lost to Utah by 12. And then they turned around and they beat Colorado, who was ranked by 10. Um, lost to Arizona State by... <laughs> Uh, by six, and then they beat Arizona by almost 20. So it looks like they lose to the teams they should beat, and they beat the teams that they should lose to. And then they're coming off, they just got swept by the Washington schools. Um, And they didn't look like they were very competitive in either of those games. So it's kind of the story of college basketball this year, right? It's just mayhem. On any given night, any team can beat anyone. Uh, I can't stress enough at this point when SC has the first place lead in the conference, every game, every game is so important. And when you go on the road, I know we want to get a split, but you got to try to get two. Um, And SC needs these marquee wins. At Oregon is an opportunity that when tournament time comes, if SC does not win the Pac-12 tournament, the tournament committee will look at this and go, they won at Oregon, which is a big, big win. That's a tier one win. And so they're going to need all the help they can get because that is a very tough place to play. I think I was one in three at Oregon in my four years. Um, and the time we beat them was with, uh, they had Aaron Brooks, uh, Bryce Taylor, uh, Malik Hairston, uh, Adam Zahn. And they were ranked number nine in the country when uh, when we beat them. That was a, that was a great year. That was the uh, 2006 2007 year. So that's it for me on this show. Uh, big shout out uh, to USC men's basketball Twitter account. Uh, they put out a pretty funny picture of uh, me when I was playing, and then me standing up clapping uh, with athletic director Mike Bone in the background uh, at the Stanford game, saying, "13 years later, Chris Penrose is still locked in." I love it. Thanks, guys. 
Uh, as always, uh, I love answering your questions. I uh, love all your comments. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Instagram, C Penrose, number one, number zero. And on Twitter, C Penrose, number one, number zero. And as always, if you like the show, uh, please download it, subscribe. Uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, basically anywhere you can get a podcast. Thanks for listening and fight on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.